we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. We're going to come in with a little bit of smooth criminal. I'm not really calling the IRS bad names, but hey, you know what? Like I said, they always want their cut. Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's Troy Harmon here on Money Talks with uh, DJ Barker and none other than Jarrett McKenzie, our Glad friend, you held back there. Our, our you know friend from the sticks. All <laughs> in county representation. All right, guys. So uh, we got a situation we wanted to talk about this week, and basically it centers around tax law selling, but uh, really it's about the market decline and the fact that it actually presents an opportunity. Uh, When we talk about investing, um, you know, there's the tax man at the end of the game is always standing with his hand out. He's Mm going to get paid whether anyone else does or not. Uh, And, you know, you can can soothe your mental uh, state by saying he only takes a portion. He's not going to get it all. So, uh, you know, whatever gains you made, a large portion of them are yours. Uh, but nobody likes the fact that uh, of having an uninvited guest at their party, right? Um, but uh, in reality, the market decline does present an opportunity. And when we think about this, we're, we're actually – it's a planning issue uh, where we consider uh, the fact that there's more to planning than just the investing side. There are ways that we can lower tax dollars even in years when we actually make pretty good gains. Yeah. Yeah, it's extremely relevant right now, too. I mean, if you think about going back to the last segment when we're talking about the information technology sector and how much it's grown, chances are your portfolio, if you've not already rebalanced, is pretty far out of line in that regard because it's grown so much, right? And so if you've got a target for that sector or companies within that sector, I would imagine that those companies are overweight or that sector is overweight at this point. And so, you know, taxes aside, you you need to keep your portfolio in line if you wanted to perform as you were were hoping to when you put that investment strategy in place. And so if you have rebalanced, which you should be, given, you know, how much run up we've seen uh, in that sector in particular, that's probably going to cause you some capital gains given the way the past couple of years has gone. I mean, most people are going to have quite a few gains, and that's been some uh, – that's created some reluctance on the, cl- on the part of our clients just because – Sure, you know, and our clients, are sell it. Yeah. our clients are no different. They're human beings right. like everybody else. Exactly. I mean, you, you look at these things, and who wants to lose money? Nobody. Right. But um, you know what? The market's run up so much, I'm finally able to convince more and more of these folks to start trimming and rebalancing their portfolio. And what's what's – happening when we do that well you're taking these gains and so they're starting out a year when typically we, we might avoid it during the beginning of the year because of this this newfound volatility in the market it's created yeah. uh, a, a bit of a sense of urgency to go ahead and start rebalancing and getting things back in line and so we've got a number of clients who already have a good bit of capital gains for the year and that being the case we already have this insight as to okay how much do we need to tax loss harvest if there are opportunities to do so what, what's going to make sense and, and make it worthwhile uh, given what we know already instead of looking back over the course of the entire year when maybe I would say in the past it's been more common that we would tax loss harvest. Uh, we're really looking at this as an opportunity to offset some of these gains that maybe you've taken already as a result of uh, the rebalance in your portfolio. Uh, and it's just great timing to do so because now you, you're going to have what's left. I mean, we've got maybe seven months left in the year that we can still take advantage of given fluctuations in the market. Uh, and so, you know, Given that, given that there's not been a lot of fundamental change, I think you would agree a lot sure. of this volatility's 
been created by news, right? Well, news, and I think I think valuation actually has led mm-hmm. into it. And when when the market was expensive as it was at the end of January, it was real easy to convince yourself, as you're saying, uh, Jarrett. Uh, it's real easy to convince yourself, hey, you know what, let me take a little off the table. I, I know mm-hmm. we've got these huge gains, uh, but when the prices get a little bit crazy, it's it's uh, easy right. enough to say. And we've been preaching it, too. I mean, rebalance, yeah. rebalance, rebalance. And I still say it's time to yeah. rebalance if you haven't done so already. Well, it's created that sense of urgency, like I've said, when when the markets are just rising, 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 and that's all we're seeing for you sure. know, those weeks and weeks where it was just up, 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 up. It's like nobody's wanting to sell anything at that point because they feel like they're giving things up. But when the market's swinging, you know, the Dow anyways, four, five, six, seven hundred 700 points a day, it's like, okay, maybe this is a good time, at least an uncomfortable time where I'd like to go ahead and start taking that and have a, more of a willingness to do so. Yeah, and, I, you know, we probably ought to talk about operationally how this all goes. Um, you know, Jarrett and DJ, when uh, somebody is selling for tax losses, do they sell the whole position? I mean, if you've got uh, if you've got a position in that beaten down consumer staple sector, uh, you might have five or six different tax lots, meaning that you've bought it at multiple different times along the way, and some of your tax lots have gains while others have losses. And it, uh, you know, if you look at it at a more granular level, it gives you ways that you can still take losses, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of having to dive in all at once. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I need to check with one of our CPAs, and we'll, we'll talk about this more when we come back, but I don't know if you can specify the lots anymore that you want to sell. That may have been a change with a new tax law. So we'll, we'll check on that and get back to you guys on that piece. All right. Uh, so when we last left, we were talking about uh, taxes and, and uh, how to manage taxes through tax loss harvesting. Let me throw out a way that you can contact us if you have questions about this or really any other financial concept. Uh, we'd love to answer them on, on the air. Uh, you can call us and get a real person at 770-429-9166. Uh, you can call our question hotline wherein you can leave a message. We'll play it back on the air and answer the question that you have right behind it. That would be one 429 9166 and you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, or you could go to our website, hensler.com, and uh, find probably lots of uh, questions to your more generic question, uh, answers to your more generic questions, easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> I guess my tongue got tied when I was mm-hmm. trying to make fun of Jarrett, but... Uh, <laughs> Maybe all that's in the past, and uh, we'll just move on from Carmen's here, right? Carmen's quick. It's quick. Yeah, it's quick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, again, let's uh, let's back up and, and cover that concept. Yeah. So you don't have to sell out a whole position. So you could still be exposed in the manner that you wish, uh, although after 30, 31 days, you want to make sure you don't get in that tax wash Right. Uh, Wash sale, yeah. sale 31 days issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you stay away from whatever position you sold for that long. But mm-hmm. let's back up and talk again about it. I mean, you you over the course of multiple years, if you had a stock that was recommended in your portfolio, one that you wanted to hold, uh, you bought multiple times. Maybe you had dividends build up, and you know it got a little bit behind. You you purchase it to shore up. You had a deposit in your account, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're all talking about brokerage accounts, right? These taxable accounts that we're dealing right. with. Um, 
Yeah, you, tax you loss harvesting won't do you any good in an IRA. No, no it's not going to work any there. Ideas. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, in in the end, and I think sometimes that's a good thing to say because <laughs> you know most people are yeah. investing through an IRA. I would True. think. True. Um, which I mean, tax loss harvesting. There's no reason to deal with it mm-hmm. in an IRA. You just rebalance and move on. Right. Um, but uh, Jared, you want to flesh it out? How does this actually work? Yeah, I mean, work? kind of just going back to what what we said, you know, in the previous segment to end it. Uh, the 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 bill, the new tax law, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, at first did have a provision in there in which you could not specify certain lots to be sold for a loss. If, as Troy was mentioning, you've got different lots that you've purchased over time for whatever reason, uh, but fortunately for us all, that provision did not make it into the final bill, and so you can still specify the lots in which you'd like to sell. And in doing so. Uh, you don't have to exit the entire position, but you also cannot buy back that position and still recognize any loss that you take when you do so uh, within 31 days, as DJ mentioned. And so uh, what what that allows you to do is take that loss, maybe against some of these gains from the rebalance earlier in the year, as we talked about earlier, uh, and, and offset some of that. Uh, so that your tax liability for the year is lower. Uh, and, and, you know, frankly, throughout the year, especially within the past couple of years, there's not been a whole lot of opportunity uh, to do this because the market has been up, up, up. And that's really why we're saying that some of this volatility with there being sudden losses all of a sudden, uh, particularly with people that are putting new money to work in the market and maybe have made a large deposit recently and, and have experienced some true losses as a result of that and are not just dialing back some of those gains from investments they've held in the portfolio for a while, uh, it's really going to give you an opportunity to uh, harvest some of those losses so that you can take that benefit or use it as a benefit while still having the intention of buying that position back, assuming it's it's still a viable investment and you'd want to do so uh, at least 31 days later. So yeah, we do that for our clients. You know, I think it's important. You don't wait for third or fourth quarter. I mean, right. we look at this all year. Sure. If yeah. there's an opportunity, Anytime. yeah. If we 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 may love the stock, but if it's an opportunity to sell it. You know, realize that loss for taxable reasons. We want to do that. And we want to look at that often, not just, mm-hmm. okay, here it is, November. Let's look at losses now yeah. that the year is almost over. No doubt. And, uh, you know, when we're in the middle of this conversation, it, it occurs to me that, um, you know, there's been a real big push to uh, passive investing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically what that means is instead of owning individual pieces, individual stocks within a bigger index, you just only hold in index through an ETF. Now, think about what's happened in 2017. We had a stock market that was up 21.8%. Um, if you bought it the 1st of 2017, market, you know, went up, uh, went up 7 more percent in January this year, and then we started hitting some of the, that volatility. Well, guess what? If you only bought the one time, uh, you don't have any opportunity for, for selling for uh, tax losses. Uh, but if you had individual securities and you were investing all along, yeah. Uh, the way this generally works, you're going to have a bigger opportunities to manage your tax situation that you wouldn't have if all you have is a single security, which is an ETF, an S&P 500 ETF, yeah. or you know various others. There's a lot of indices out there that folks use in their portfolios. Which brings me to another point. When we talk about that, we're talking about different asset classes, and that's kind of an allocation decision. So right. you you put your monies in various. Um, Asset classes you you are said to have allocated your portfolio. When we're talking about the difference between a rebalance and a reallocation, DJ, you want to throw that out? Just how exactly that works? Yeah, I mean, you know, what you want to do is is you know, 
a lot of times, obviously, it's the, the the question of tax loss. The second thing is, why would you want to sell something, you know, that's you know, IT, because it's up thirty percent. Why would you want to sell it when it's done so so well to buy something that's down five percent, six percent, seven percent, what whatever it may be, um, because, quite frankly. It's not always going to be up 32 percent. It's not always going to be down seven percent. Right. Um, you know, it's important to to take note and and to to strategically move your position. You know, at, at those opportune times. Yeah. Yeah. We certainly don't want the uh, performance, the good performance of a sector, to drive whether or not you know we are willing to sell something, and that's why we have target weightings, right? right. Like we talked about sure. earlier. I mean, trying, and, and that's really the reason why you rebalance because. Presumably, you, you've got a position that you want to try and keep the portfolio in, a tolerance, if you will. Right. And, and as things happen in the market, this is why we help our clients with the review of their their employer-sponsored retirement accounts as well. Because oftentimes, what will happen is we're implementing a strategy uh, on, the, on the accounts that we're managing for them here. And, you know, there, something else is happening with the employer-sponsored account. And it's going off in a different direction. And then things don't line up. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's very important to keep things in line, which, again, is why we rebalance and is probably what has caused some of these taxes we're trying to offset now. And that's really the reason behind having the show about this today is because you shouldn't see this volatility as, as much of a negative thing as much as you should uh, an opportunity, in my opinion, because, you know, as I've been saying to a lot of clients, we, we are not seeing the fundamental changes. Granted, there have been some things, as you said, Troy, the flattening of the yield curve. And, sure. Uh, yeah, we and, watch those closely. Yeah, exactly. But I, as far as the, the unemployment rate goes and, and CPI and what the Fed's doing, I th- these are all things that still remain relatively healthy and in yeah. line. Yeah. Earnings certainly don't seem to be uh, having, you know, or, or having been largely affected by anything sure. that's going on. So the volatility is, is more more or less being created by a lot of the news in the market. And, you know, you might as well take advantage of it instead of worrying about it and and really take some of these losses if you've got some to take and try to offset any gains that maybe you've taken already because of the, the rebalancing you've done so far this year. Yeah, some of the analysts in the market I'm, I'm reading these days are talking about uh, how, you know, we haven't even seen the first quarter of earnings after we've seen a huge change in our tax laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still telling us that you better brace yourself. We're about to be hit with an earnings season that could be bigger than we've seen in a long time. This is on the heels of the fourth quarter, which gave us 14.5% earnings growth in that one quarter. Um, it, you know, we're, we're still looking at a market that's showing us that uh, we're probably, it's indicating, these are expectations obviously, not reality yet, but 29% earnings growth in 2018. Wow. Can you imagine what that's going to look like? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's cooked in right now, but uh, to me, there's there's plenty to support uh, growth. There's, there's plenty of reasons to believe that we will have uh, some follow-on that's going to be really solid, um, you know, coming into the rest of the 2018. So, great news. Well, yeah. guys, let's uh, take a real quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Money Talk. Yeah. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. 
Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.